What's up, everybody? It's Jesse Ziegler and Quinn Cody, and we're here at the Cycle News Studios, bringing you Stage Eight. I think already. Yeah, Stage Eight. Yeah, the Dakar from Rally, 2023 Dakar Rally. Uh, it's rest day now. The guys are cruising into rest day, but they're not relaxed yet because there's still guys out on the course. No, we still have a lot of our back markers out there on the liaison. Um, seems like most guys have finished the special, um, but it's it's a long, long liaison after the stage. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. They're basically retracing their terrible route from two days ago back to Riyadh. Yeah, let's hope the weather's a little bit better for them today and some of this rain is backed off. Yeah, hopefully, I don't know if this race is ever going to get sunny and dusty but it's uh it hasn't been so far it's been wet and miserable for a lot of the days no i think we're gonna head into the empty quarter after rest day and hopefully get away from uh some of this bad weather i bet these guys think so we're gonna skip sponsors this morning we're gonna do sponsors later because we waited into the results and i'm mixing it up yeah. i'm feeling crazy today and i'm feeling a little beat today stayed up stayed up watching supercross and now it's uh slow morning i didn't wake up super great today no. i felt and i also fell asleep watching supercross which yeah. is pretty standard for me yeah it's normal i mean anytime i watch tv past 6 30 p.m it's nap time jesse <laughs> <laughs> for sure my kids wake me up dad look what happened in the race and i was like whoa what i'm so tired yeah i think this is now day <clears throat> nine for us Waking up yeah. doing podcasts in the definitely, morning. Definitely, definitely. Nine days straight. It it should be getting easier, but I think I hit a plateau. I think I need a rest day. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Unfortunately, we don't get a rest day. We're going to be back tomorrow morning, yeah. Monday morning, for our rest day show. Woe is, woe is us. Poor us have to get up early and talk on radios and talk about ourselves and talk about our fantasy picks. We're bad at anyway we're not gonna talk about that's that. enough about us let's get into this race see i knew that would happen all right here we go top 10 today we got a resurrection of the hero motorsports brand in the dakar rally the rebirth they they were burned down in the fire now they've like a phoenix risen to the top of the echelon and they have a stage win with the nicest guy in the bivouac ross branch yeah, I uh, I had kind of counted Ross out. I, I wasn't sure what was going on with them, but I know they had some mechanical problems, they had some fuel problems, and you know. But looks like he uh, he came out swinging today. Yeah, Ross crushed it. Ended up passing American Mason Klein for the stage win towards the end of the route. Towards the end of the route, I think last few waypoints. So Mason comes in second. Big strong ride from him. Predictably, almost uh, he started in twelfth today. Mason did. And uh, today's stage was not full of dunes. There were some dunes, but a lot more deserty, rocky track. So suited Mason style a little more. Yeah, I think Mason actually finished third after penalties. Oh yeah, we got what it's it. looking like. Ooh, see, so, live updates, live yes, updates. Yes. Let's flop so, that. So who came in second? The big so man, Daniel from down Sanders, under, Daniel Sanders himself. Daniel Sanders comes in second place overall. After yep. a speeding penalty from Mason Klein, knocked him out of second spot. Yeah, so I had Daniel Sanders for the win today, but uh, it looked like Mason was uh, was a little bit faster, aside from that uh, two-minute speeding penalty. For sure, and um, I picked Daniel Sanders for second place, but that did not make me win the challenge of Dakar Rally Fantasy. So, nope. even, even when I pick right, I still lose. 
But that's okay. So Mason, you're going to count him in third um, after the day. He got two-minute penalty, probably, you know, speed zone. We've seen those popping up quite a bit. Uh, fourth place after Mason, Pablo Quintanilla, the Monster Energy Honda rally team. Pablo came in pretty strong today, I would say. Nice yeah. ride by Pablo. Yeah, good ride by Pablo. You know, he uh, he started, you know, not, I would say, in that ideal position in sixth place. But um, it looks like we saw kind of the top four group up on the, on the stage and have a little bit of struggle with navigation. So Pablo was able to uh, to move up a little bit there. Yeah, I see Pablo as the, 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 the best ride in the least desirable position today. Sixth place today was a hard position to not lose time from. But he, he managed to uh, move up the rankings and finish really strong. Yeah, I think he was just kind of right in the in the ideal spot for for not being with the front group, but you know being far enough back to let those guys make the navigation mistakes. Yeah, and be able to to salvage a good finish. Next up, Adrian Van Beveren, his teammate, uh, fifth place. He started in seventh, I believe, today. Yeah, I think they Adrian. were. They just kind of flip flopped over top of each other. Yeah, so those guys, those guys maintained uh, some consistency there, starting in the, you know, in the fifth, sixth, seventh area. Yeah, which is, I was, uh, I was way off. Adrian Van Beveren started in eleventh today. Oh, eleventh. I've been wrong me. before. Yes, yes, you have. <laughs> he started in eleventh, so actually a pretty desirable spot to start today, and, and he used it to his advantage and caught up, made some time. That makes more sense. Yep, yep, and I think Mason Klein started in twelfth, just behind uh, Van Beveren. Right, was able right. to physically pass him. Yeah, we'll hear from both of those guys here in a minute. Uh, who's up next? We got uh, somebody we haven't talked about too much next. Rally 2 guy, specifically. Yeah. Uh, Michael Doherty. Another South African. Yeah. Husqvarna. We're getting these trends going. Australians, South Africans, a couple French guys, Chileans. Yep. These guys are doing a good job. Who's up next, Quinn? Another another hero, Sebastian Bueller. Yeah, right. We talked about him earlier. Um, both he and Ross had just some terrible stages, running out of gas and some other problems. So uh, good to see the hero guys knocking down that top 10 finish and obviously getting the stage win is huge. So nice job, Bueller. Behind him, yeah. Matthias Wagner on that Red Bull KTM Factory Racing. And then the shirt go of Lorenzo Santolino. And then Kevin Benavides on the KTM. So that's your top 10. Yep. Kind of kind of interesting today. Yeah, we're we're missing a few names, a few of the guys that uh, we've come accustomed to finishing right up there, and it kind of it flipped things on its head a little bit. Yeah, today I thought today was like the first day that the traditional sort of swing of Dakar Rally that we've seen the last few years really started to happen. Like the pendulum started to push a little out for further out than it has in the first few days of this year's race. Yeah, I think it, more or less it was it was just a little bit of tricky navigation at the front. Mm -hmm. And you know that the the time gaps aren't too big. I mean, they're you know they're decent. Like uh, Luciano Benavides, he lost he lost sixteen minutes after mm -hmm. after getting some bonuses. So you know it was. I think they they really struggled up front. And you know it, this was Luciano's first time leading out a Dakar stage, mm -hmm. right? And right. so even though he's he's pretty experienced as far as rally, he's got a few years on the factory team under his belt. He's never let out. Yeah, right. And, you know, I think they were early in the stage, they were going wrong a lot. And we saw a lot of time yeah. lost early on from, from Luciano, from Skylar Howes, Toby Price. And, uh, 
you know, once you lose that time, I mean, you, you can't get it back, especially when you're leading out. Right. Um, you said, you mentioned the bonuses and taking Luciano as an example, he lost 16 and a half minutes today total, um, after getting the four minutes and 45 seconds back bonus. So even on scratch numbers, 20 minute loss today on a stage that's tricky navigation isn't a terrible performance, right? No, I mean, it, it's not ideal. It's not the outstanding yeah. rides that we saw from, from Mason Klein and mm -hmm. some of the guys early, early in the rally. Yeah. Being able to lead and not lose any time or very, very little time. Right. And, and Mason had a very, very exceptional ride early on. And it kind of like made, made us wonder if, if the rally was going to be different this year. Yeah. If guys were going to have, have like a little bit different dynamic. Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing it, you know, maybe some less experienced navigators are not as good of navigators are out front and they're, they're causing problems. Yeah. So it's maybe not that the race has changed and the race is new. It's just that Mason's here and he's doing things that people didn't really expect him to do. It, this could very well be. Um, let's hear from some guys from the race today. We're going to queue up some quotes from their finish line. Um, it's always insightful to hear what these guys have to say right after they get done racing <laughs> for the day, which is kind of brutal, but Hey, we're here to not make their lives easier necessarily. Here's Ross branch after his stage win. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a terrible week for us, you know, so I needed to get back on top and, uh, for myself and for the team, they've worked so hard and they deserve to be at the top. So we needed to get back up there today. Felt good. Uh, I made a couple of small mistakes, but, uh, all in all, hopefully we can stay at the top of the leaderboard until all the guys are finished today and, uh, get another stage win for hero motorsports. I think that's the, the main goal and, uh, it's not what we want. We want to be at the front at the end of the rally, but unfortunately that's, that time has passed. So we just got to take it and, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy with our road today. I'm happy I have navigated and uh, I'm really, really excited for, for the rest of the week. What did you miss during this last week? Uh, we had some t some technical issues, you know. I ran out of fuel, uh, which was completely unexpected and nobody's fault. So it happened twice, and uh, it was a learning curve. You know, there's a lot of things going on with the bike as well. So we we've been uh, we've been perfect today, and that's that's what counts. You know, we we went back and did all the homework, and the team put so much work and effort in during this week to try and get everything right. So we're happy. Six days more. Uh, yeah, yeah, six days more, and. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to try and take it as it comes. You know, we've got to make sure that the bike is perfect for the rest of the season. You know, it's a whole world championship this year. So, yeah, we've just got to keep on working. Uh, the work doesn't stop and we'll just we'll just take the wins where we can and uh, keep on pushing. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to hear from him. He, he laughs about every time he talks. Yeah, Ross, he's a super good guy and, and you know, really fun to have in the rally. and. That hero, they, they did have some big problems. I know they ran out of fuel. I mean, maybe some, I don't know if it's miscalculations or, or what, but I know that we've been in wet dirt. It's been a lot heavier yeah. than, than normal, and maybe they're not used to seeing these kind of conditions. And so. you, you mentioned in our pre-show that they have a new engine developed in Germany, new power system. So, you know, those estimates on fuel consumption after three or four days in the race might be a little off, and that that runs you out of gas. Yeah. It's, it's really difficult to test real race conditions yeah. and, and you just don't know how hard the guys are really going to be going. I mean, you can go fast in testing, but it, nothing really simulates a race. And then it also looks like they had to change an engine. So they, uh, they got a, an engine change penalty and you know, they were already out of the general classification. So yeah. I don't know if they had a failure or if they just did it as a precaution to 
try to, you know, mm. start the guys out fresh, or maybe they saw something in the data that, that didn't look right and they wanted to put a new engine just to give them, you know, yeah. a better chance or to finish the rally. Possibly use it as more research time, do some of that in-race testing and be like, hey, there's another engine build that we have that maybe be little less consumptive on the fuel but maybe a little more durable and let's try that for the rest of the race and see how it works on the course but cool to see uh how much is that penalty for an engine change is it like 25 minutes is it an hour like what do they give those guys now because he's clearly not in contention and i i would have to look that up but i mean i think the engine penalty is is very minimal compared to the time that he lost from running out of fuel. They were okay. already yeah. completely out of the race and yeah. they may have even lost an engine out on the course and then had to change it on the, on the road. Oh, cool. So like all these guys <laughs> will have a, a service truck, yeah. you know, in the race with an engine, a spare engine in it and, and mechanics. Crazy. On board. So they'll, they'll change an engine on the stage and get the bike running and get them, get them in. So mm. Got and, and clearly this was, this was a correct decision because uh, hero got a, a stage win today. Yeah. That they, they crushed it. And I can't wait till I'm there at the race in one of those trucks following it around for our podcast show. So I can tell people exactly what happened when they did it, how they did it out in the sand and swapped an engine on a hero bike. It's going to be great. That's right. We're, uh, we're, we're working on our, our plans for 2023 to get the, uh, Dakar rally daily race truck. Yeah. Yeah media truck in mm-hmm. the race one of those garbage trucks with a so studio in the back go to go to bivouacrally.com and buy a t-shirt this is this the only way it's gonna happen our, if our you buy a lot of t-shirts yeah t-shirt <laughs> we're gonna need you to buy a lot of t-shirts to get us a garbage truck live dakar rally <laughs> daily podcasts from, you, the, from the bivouac could you imagine the show that would be if we're bouncing around the back of a truck who's gonna drive it maybe radic would drive yeah, Radic would be good. All right, we'll bring Radic for changing tires. Yeah, he's in those things. He's big. He's a burly dude. Yeah, see what he does on his eight ninety. Yeah, Radic can. Uh, <sighs> what a beast! <laughs> Radic can muscle around an eight ninety adventure. I'm I'm even scared to go riding with Radic. <laughs> That's saying a lot. All right. Well, thanks, Ross. I love your positivity, your cool attitude. You're always a happy, dude. Uh, who should we talk to next? I know who we should talk to. Daniel Sanders. Right. Yeah. Sanders is always uh, worth a listen. He's good. He's starting to make a move. Looks like he's feeling better. Let's hear from him. Yeah, a little bit better. We had um, sort of a rest day yesterday, but we didn't. We got to switch off the brain and try and eat a little bit, uh, and yeah, get the body try and you know get the levels, energy levels back up. So we're still fighting this bug a little bit and in the stomach. So we're. Um, yeah, hopefully we're on the men now, and tomorrow's another rest day. So, yeah, we'll rest up and come out swinging on stage nine, hopefully. So navigation was a bit tricky during this stage? <clears throat> yeah, the navigation was um, really difficult at the start. Um, the guys did a really good job, um, but sure, they lost a lot of time because it was so wet and and stony and it was really slick, and as soon as we went over the stones, it just turned up a really nice orange line, so... It was uh, really, really easy to follow, and um, yeah, the guys did a really good job up front. And we ended, I started seventh, and we ended up catching the the front pack. So it just shows how how tricky it was out front. So um, yeah, it was it was good to um, be a push and hopefully not lose too much time to the guys behind who got to push all the way. So um, yeah, it's just I'm really happy to make it to the rest day because the other day I thought I was going to pull out. I didn't think I could keep. I didn't think I could keep going because the body was so drained. 
interesting stuff from Mr. Sanders out there. Looks like he's feeling more like himself at least. Yep. Yep. That's, you know, those things are tough, man. A, it, anyone who's had one of those kind of third world country stomach bugs knows Ooh, that yeah. it doesn't, you know, maybe you, you stop, uh, evacuating <laughs> after a day or so, but your the system stops evacuating. Still, uh, yeah. Your stomach is not happy for a while. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, you, it, it's tough for, for an athlete that's, that's trying to compete at a high level, you know, all that stuff just depletes all of your glycogen levels and your energy. And so it's really hard to, to maintain and to, to get through. So it's, it's really amazing. He got through that stage. Yeah. That stage six, oh, you know, the with, terrible commute and the cold and like getting through that when you're sick. I mean, you already, you already feel terrible. So then just throw on a, you know, 45 degree commute in pouring rain on top of that. I'm sure that was a, like he said at the end, I think we posted a video clip. Worst day of my life. By far, worst day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sanders is one tough dude. Yeah, he is. Uh, he, he even mentioned in there about, you know, he, he had a little opportunity to eat some food, like keep eating food, keep eating food. It's got to be just a constant struggle to fuel up your body all day on these things. Yeah, and if you can keep it down and keep it in, then... <laughs> that's, that's even better. <laughs> exactly. Uh, great ride by him. And then of course we got American Mason Klein who was in front of him, but then got a little penalty. So he finished third today. Yeah. Mason, he had a really good ride and he was basically second on the day. Not, not very far behind, uh, behind Ross branch. It looked like he was leading all nearly all the time check points along the way mm -hmm. until, until Ross branch came through. And like, like Sanders said, the, the front guys were turning up a really nice line to follow. And mm -hmm. so everybody from the back just had a, a track that was clear as day and was probably doing, doing no navigation. Yeah. And it sounds like nobody got really lost up front. They were doing a good job navigating, making the right dirt track in the wet dirt to follow, not, you know, big loop de loops and stuff being all confused. That's the difference probably. Yep. Here's Mason Klein. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. I was just, I was doing my best today. I really wanted to win the stage. Uh, unfortunately, Ross just beat me. Uh, pretty sad, but you know what? It's okay. Uh, I think I'm leading the overall now, which makes me pretty happy going into rest day. It looks good. So, um, yeah, look forward to the next stage. And yeah, really good day. Did you expect to be at this level during all the days? Did you know? Uh, no, I didn't expect it, but I really wanted it. I had a big crash today in the dunes. Not a big one, but like, it could have been really bad, you know? And I got bucked before getting into one of the dune sections. I was doing a handstand for a really long time. I landed both legs on the left side of the bike and just riding it because there's so much speed. And to slow down, I used the front brake, and I had to drop the bike and crash on purpose to not go off the edge of the dune. That was pretty scary. And, uh, yeah, I took, I had to go pee twice today. Kind of stinks. Like, I was thinking strategy, you know, not riding home. 300 something kilometers covered in pee. <laughs> 380. So I, I blame that for why I lost, <laughs> for sure. I lost a lot of time. Lost the time. We yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's talking about he stopped to pee or he's lost a lot of time because he is uncomfortable because he peed all over his pants. Yeah, I mean, it... it <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> it, it, it's hard to tell. He said it kind of stinks. I don't know if he's saying his, his pants kind of stink because he peed himself or, <laughs> or if he was... 
<laughs> or if he actually stopped and, and peed on the side of the course twice. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know when, when we were racing, we would, we would wear these, these catheters that, you know, yeah. go over like your, a, your stuff and, and dump it you out. would just pee while you're riding. And just and dump it, would, it outside. Yeah. You'd have a tube that run down your leg and go out the bottom of the boot. And I think a lot of guys still wear them because yeah, you don't want to have to stop and pee, but Maybe yeah. being that it was a marathon stage, Mason didn't have all his stuff. He wasn't he wasn't fully prepared, and he wasn't committed know. to just let it fly, soak his gear. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, anyone who's who's raced motorcycles for for a long time and, and at a competitive level has has peed their pants while they're racing, <laughs> and it, it's just part of the game. You just sometimes you, you have to do it. You gotta but, let it go. Yeah, it sounds it like go. it, it just have, go, man. May have cost Mason the stage win today is not not peeing his pants. Just go, man. If he did uh, like custom butt patches at Dakar every day of the stage, like they do in Supercross, you could make him one that says "Just go, man. Just go." Like a dumb and dumb and dumber reference. When you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> just go, man. Yeah. So uh, Mason, yeah. you know, in 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 his comments, he he thought he was leading in the general. Um, yep. Didn't realize he had a couple minutes of speed penalties on the on the liaison stage. Bummer. So even even worse is that you're not you're not you know in the special. You're on the road stage, and he gets he gets a little bit of speed penalties, two minutes. So mm. do you think it was like that sixty five mile an hour thing we talked about? I mean, last last time, like he just was. Usually going brain happens, dead on the road because you're just zoned out. No, I mean there's a buzzer on the road, so you usually yeah. know that you're you're speeding. But normally, what what happens is you'll come into a change of speed. So oh, like an intersection from, or no? Like it'll a, just it'll zone. you'll come into a town and it'll go from yeah. sixty to thirty five really quick. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't realize it, if you're not paying attention, all of a sudden you overspeed and right get get yourself a penalty. Ricky talked about that in our pre race interview with Ricky, where he did that. You know, for one half of a K and he got two minute penalty. Yeah. Yeah. And they're a little more lax on the, on the road or on the liaison stages, mm -hmm. but you know, you come into a town too fast and that, and I think, you know, it just kind of shows a little bit of inexperience. Maybe he was a little too excited thinking he's leading the rally overall and not paying attention to his road book. And yeah, he was, these things happen. He was, he's really close to leading the rally overall. So is Kevin Benavides. <laughs> which we'll get to in a minute, but like the, the race is tight. Yeah. Really very tight. tight. And you know, we've covered over 70% of the kilometers of this race. Oh, that's so, interesting. That's an interesting fact. Like where we have six more days to go and 30% yep. of the mileage will be ran in those last six days. Yeah. And the last six days will be primarily in the dunes. So the stages are going to be a bit shorter distance wise, but I think time wise, they're going to be more vulnerable, difficult, more, more longer. challenging. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, also just more taxing on the body, oh, you know, yeah. everything else. And also more stressful. Cause if you're thinking about losing time in the sand dunes before the stage starts and you get all freaked out, you might lose, lose your brain a little bit. Um, Mason's clearly not going slow. He's pinning it out there. And, um, yeah. you know, he, he's beating some guys that are notoriously really fast too. Um, Adrian Van Beveren, we got a quote from him. Um, he finished in, where did he finish today? Fifth today? Uh, sixth. Sixth today. Okay. Well, here's his quote today. We just listened to this. So he's got a little insight into what's going on out there. 
Yeah, today was uh, we start. It was a little bit rainy, a lot of stones, and uh, I push as much as I could, trying to stay on my wheels. Uh, I catch, uh, I catch Matthias Walkner, uh, then I was in front of him, and Mason Klein uh, catches too. I tried to stay with him, but was like uh, going straight through the stones, like if it was highway. And I tried, I stay maybe 40, 50 kilometers, but then I felt like this is not reasonable. I'm playing with my life. So I decide to focus again on myself and, and ride on my own rhythm. Uh, I think I push good. <laughs> the stage was good and I'm happy about myself. And he's satisfied that he's not risking his life going the pace that Mason was going, basically is what he says. Yeah, so it sounds like Mason really wanted to win the stage today, and he was he was hanging it out, and you know that's that that youth you see, <laughs> Van youthful Beveren, exuberance. Yeah, Van Beveren has had some big ones. He's had some big crashes in the yeah. Dakar in the past, and so he's got he's got a little bit of respect for for the race, and mm-hmm. you know Mason is is still young, and maybe he hasn't had the uh, the big get off that some of these guys have had yet. So mm-hmm. he's um, you know. He's hanging it out, and you know, well, let's just hope that he can he can get through the rally without without having a, any any big incidents. Yeah, I mean, he did a handstand for a while and had to ride next to his bike and dump it into a dune. That not a big incident, apparently, in Dakar. Yeah, not I mean, yeah, it's there. There's always warning signs, right? <laughs> well, you know, gotcha. you, you never just have a crash and it just comes out of nowhere, right? There's, there's always something that's telling you and. And it's always, it's always your fault as the rider, yeah. right? You're doing yeah, something yeah. that you probably shouldn't be doing when you have a crash. And mm. all these little things that, that Mason talks about, getting kicked, smashing into the face of a dune, those are little warning signs. And mm-hmm. he's, he's pushing it. Yep. He's, it's working. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, overall rankings, Skylar House still holds it down, but the gap to third place is 13 seconds. Yeah. And there's two guys tied at 13 seconds in second place. So second, third place are essentially tied 13 second gap all the way down to fourth place is two minutes. Yep. Uh, Two minutes. And then fifth place, two minutes, 45 seconds, sixth place, two minutes, 49 seconds, seventh place, seven minutes. Like this is really tight Dakar rally. Yeah. It's wild when you look at the general classification and you know, this, this bonus time system has really, really affected the race this year. We have, I mean, Skylar Howes, who's leading the overall, has collected 11 minutes and 52 seconds of bonus time. From leading the stages and hitting the waypoints physically first. Yeah. So, I mean, that would put him, you know, nearly out of the top 10. Yeah. Really. I mean, but everybody else has bonus points and penalties. And so you start doing calculations. You got to give some. You got to take some away. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the main takeaway from that is that Yes, this bonus system is working and it's affecting the outcome of the race. And it seems to be making it a tighter race, not just blowing it out with one person who can manage the system, you know, well and, you know, maybe take advantage of some system and some rule and do an unintended yep. thing. It's 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 kind of an equal opportunity bonus. And the, and the interesting thing is here you have Skylar Howes leading the general overall mm-hmm. at the rest day. Yep. Then you have Kevin Benavides who's 13 seconds back. Yeah. Mason Klein, who's also 13 seconds back. These guys are tied. Skyler with almost 12 minutes of bonus time. Mason with almost eight and a, with eight and a half minutes of bonus time. And Kevin with zero bonus time. 
So if we did quick math, Kevin, without bonus time structure in there, Kevin would be leading the rally right now, probably. If he yes. just did straight time without bonuses. Traditional Dakar, yes. I think Kevin Benavides would be would be in the lead overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. And Toby Price would not be very far behind him. Yep, which he's already not. Like, he's two minutes behind the lead right now, Toby is, and that's nothing in Toby time. Yeah, this is a this is a tight race, and really the... Uh, I like this bonus time system. I think it's, I think it's super cool and it it adds a new element to the race and it's not, we're not just going to see like these, these massive time swings where one guy is losing 20 minutes one day and then the next day he's just going flat out and passing everybody and then he's back up front. Cause at that point it was just like, you have to just plan which side of that equation you're going to be on by the end of the rally and you will have time to make up or you'll lose time. There was nothing fun really about day-to-day covering it as much anyway yeah it, it, it made the race almost predictable even though these were massive time swings it was still predictable because you knew that the next day that guy was just going to make all of his time up and if you if you had five stages to go and you were in the correct you could almost calculate down the road like i'm going to lose the next one i'm going to win the next one and i but i want right, to win on the right. last day right i'm lose gain lose gain lose gain and that's where i want to be oh wait i'm on the wrong side of that i gotta make something crazy happen today <laughs> to try to get back on the right side of the swing but yep. that, those days are over right now for sure and you know the other thing is, that we haven't seen yet is in in we're, we're starting to get into the time with with over 70 percent of the kilometers covered is attrition from from mechanical stuff yeah so you know last year i think admittedly the ktm bikes were limping home into the finish line and literally expiring yeah, <laughs> on I mean, the way to the podium kevin kevin benavidez lost his engine two days before the end of the rally yesterday and or i mean last year last year yeah, sorry last year <laughs> not yesterday um you know, he lost his engine. You know, there was there was some issues. I think even the Hondas were right on the edge. The KTM's were right on the edge. So they've gone home and, and done their done their research and and worked on durability, knowing that this is a longer rally this year. Oh right, yeah. Hoping so, praying and maybe analyzing. The, maybe the bikes don't have as much as much power, or they're a little bit more uh, conservative with their setup. But mm-hmm. I think you know, durability wise, time time will tell. It's it's durability time coming up in his last. The last week of the rally, we'll see how well all those plants work. It's crazy. Yes. Crazy. Uh, who are we missing out of those standings that we normally talk about? Our favorite, Paul Neff. Yeah. Everybody, relax. Paul's fine. He finished the stage. I think he's still on the liaison, or is he in the bivouac now? Remember, they had a 350-kilometer <laughs> liaison again today. Yeah. So if, if you weren't listening the last couple of days, Paul Neff... Went, Still our hero. Went to hell and back, basically. Uh, spent 36 hours riding or, you know, working, <laughs> working on, on his, his motorcycle. He was operating for yeah. over 36 hours before he actually got to go to any get any kind of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got through, he made it to the marathon bivouac last night. Got some sleep. Yes. There's some good videos of, of Paul floating around on social media. Snoring like a freight train. Like he should. Yes. Like he deserves. And But he got back on the bike this morning and he made it in. It looks like he finished in 58th position today. Which is really good. Yep. Like considering the hell he went and through. That's a solid ride. He, he started dead last. so <laughs> He passed some people today. Yep. And at, 
at this moment, Paul is just rolling into the bivouac. Um, you know, he's not quite there yet, according to our to our map. So yeah. it looks like we're not going to get a quote from Paul today. But that's fine. Give him some rest tonight, and he is, I'm sure he'll have some good stuff for us on on rest day. Yeah, I'm sure he will. He's going to be resting. I hope a lot on rest day. He may be like changing oil on his bike because he certainly didn't have time to do that yesterday. No. <laughs> It's got a few thousand kilometers on that oil. Yeah. Yeah. You maybe just added some to it and drain some out, added a little more, just get a little bit of fresh mix in there. Whatever he could do in his four minutes before he had to go to the start line. Yeah. He just needed a running motorcycle. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not going to be picky at that point. Um, We talked about Miriam a bit. Um, We haven't got a hold of her yet. But she had another really solid ride today. Yeah, Miriam Pohl, the the Dutch rider, the the only woman left in the women's division, is yep. had a forty third place finish today. Yeah, so great, really solid, great ride by Miriam. Solid ride. And then the other the other woman that that's still in here is in the original class, and uh, Kristen Landman. She's she finished eighty ninth today. Again, still out on the stage. So. Uh, she actually raced. Uh, I would say raced, quote unquote. I raced, quote unquote, the Sea to Sky Hard Enduro this year with the guys from Climb, and um, she raced as well. And I don't have the results in front of me, but I think it's predictable that she wasn't finishing in front of me. I mean, wasn't finishing behind me. <laughs> she finished in front of me, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you were racing on the same track as her. Riding on the same course. Riding on the same Miriam, track. Not- whereas Miriam and Kristen. Not, not racing against her, but riding on the same track. No, I raced, I rode with a lot of people there. I wouldn't say I was competitive with a lot of people well, there. She's a, she's a badass. Yes, definitely. Uh, you know, hard enduro racer, rally racer. So she's doing it all. And, and to take this on in the original class is just, is just like a, a, another level. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a maniac move. Good for you. I'm proud of you. It's awesome. Very cool. We love seeing uh, the stuff from the from the original bivouac. It's it's so wild. It's actually cool. a pretty good race this year too. The original by Multool class is generally kind of blown out by X Pro or somebody that's just like clearly above level of most of these participants. And this year, it's a little tighter, yeah. like a lot tighter. Yeah, in the past we haven't talked much about these guys because normally you get a. Uh, one guy that gets out in front and he gets a you know 45 minute or an hour lead and yeah. then everybody just kind of rides into the finish and yeah because they're not a lot of competition and they're there most of them are there for a different reason than you know the guys in the rally gp and the rally two course but this year we got at least two guys that are really tight 15 minutes separates one and two um that's a lot that's not a lot of time because the no. stuff these guys have to deal with <laughs> can suck up hours of time as Paul's experience shows us. Um, so Sharan Moore, another South African, he's, um, leading, you know, uh, by 15 minutes is all 15 and a half minutes over Javi Vega from yeah. Spain. Yeah. Javi Vega is a, uh, I think a former professional free skier and he's just gone, gone crazy for rally and, and all things motorsports. And so it's, it's cool to see these guys from different sports coming and, and competing in, in Dakar. Love the challenge. So Type A personalities. Yep. And then when you start looking back into third, then we then we start seeing some big time gaps. And the, the third place rider is an hour and 24 minutes back. And, yeah, which is more it, traditional on that first, second split. Yep. And our other uh, top top finishing American rider, mm-hmm. Peter Peter Velik, 
Yeah. From the USA here. He's a, I believe a dual citizen. Yeah. But he's claiming, he's he's claiming claiming he's an American and we're we're claiming him because he is an American. And I know that I've been getting some updates from our boy, Will at the coffee company. And he says that, and he's had a couple big crashes and he's hurting, but he's also the toughest person he knows. Is yeah. <laughs> Will's quote. So shout out to Peter. I mean, if you put, if you put Peter and, and Paul Neff together, I think we'd, right? Man, it's like the best Some ambassadors for America ever. <laughs> and then Paul Neff is sitting in 15th. Looks like he's got a good 10 hours of penalties from, from this little <laughs> incident, but. Yeah, he's got the most penalties. He's hanging in there. And, and, you know, the funny thing is he's he's still in front of Mo Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Mo Hart, whose who's goal was to be the last finisher yeah, he's worked, the, in the motorcycle division. is he's, he's, he's doing it. He's surviving. Good job, Mo. I like it. Now we're going to talk about sponsors. Yes. I have to. You forgot for a minute there. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, you did. I never forget my sponsors. Never shout out to my wife. She's my number one sponsor. See, I'd even shout it out to my wife, who I haven't checked my score today. I hope she's not beating job, me because I'm going to take that shout out back <laughs> if she's beating me in fantasy. I Only do way not. you're beating her is if she forgot to play. That's not even guaranteed. Sometimes she forgets to play and I play and we tie because we both get zero points. <laughs> <laughs> but none of this would be possible without our friendly sponsors up there at Climb. Technical Riding Gear, Idaho-based company, super BA dudes and ladies up there making cool gear and wearing cool gear. They're out riding right now. I follow most of the people that work there on social media, and it is FOMO City. They're riding snowmobiles like crazy right now. Snow bikes, people are riding motorcycles in foreign countries. I don't know how they do it, but they're living the dream. Yeah. Proud of those guys. Awesome stuff. If you want to ride in the cold weather, climbs kind of the... Uh the go-to go-to brand yeah if you want a, a lesson on what to wear look at paul ness videos of his nighttime thing and what he's wearing to get to and from the bivouac and then look at some of the other riders that don't have climb sponsorships and they're wearing like i don't know what they're wearing not the right apparel <laughs> they're not wearing stuff that keeps you warm i can tell you that not 100 percent prepared <laughs> so shout out to those guys for sure um rally navigator again we've talked about them a ton just do yourself a favor log on to rallynavigator.com and check out what these guys are looking at every day you can see the road books there you can build your own road book through your neighborhood doesn't have to be off-road you can build a road book to your kid's school if you want to yep there's there's some cool stuff we'll post some stuff up uh on instagram of of these road books that these guys are reading so you guys can see mm-hmm. exactly what they're dealing with and and it, it you know to someone who's never seen a road book before it just looks like pure pure gibberish i mean it looks like a hieroglyphics from yeah. a cave somewhere yeah so you're gonna uh go check out instagram we'll have some we'll have some stuff up later today you can see kind of how these guys are are navigating their way through the desert yeah they are and why it's easy to get lost you and can you see can, of course go to rally navigator and sign up and you can create just your own it. road book you can you can make yourself a road book just on your for your commute to work that's what i yeah that's what oh, i was gonna do yeah. they've got a cool phone app ipad app you can you can actually like use your phone or your ipad to navigate around even in your car yeah just drop it up there we did it on bicycles one time <laughs> we, we did it on bicycles and we, were, yep. we were riding around on on uh, gravel bikes navigating goofing mm-hmm. around so. make make a make a silly road book scheme for you and your buddies to go bar hopping with you could do that 
meet me at the bars and you could just wait at the last bar for them. And if they make it, congratulations. If not, they get shunned the, from the your friend group. Forever. Drunk bar crawl, bar crawl rally. Yeah. I just created a new event. Yeah. On foot, of course. Thanks, Rally Navigator. Yeah, of course, on foot. Why would you do that? <laughs> you can't do that in a car or a bicycle. That's illegal. Um, also, Ruby R- Moto, Moto Minded, the headlight combination that you probably need on your bike. I'm des- definitely calling that out right now. Yes, you do. Uh, fast Company, Handlebars, all that good stuff. Check those guys out. Giant Loop and then Takamoto that probably sells all of that stuff and more over there. Good job, Taco. Yes, Takamoto is, is taking care of all our uh, dual sport and off-road motorcycle needs. For sure. What? Pretty much got it all over there. <laughs> he does have it all. He's got everything you need. What are we doing tomorrow? Tomorrow is rest day. And we're still That's working good. on getting a special guest into the uh, studio in the morning. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to get him in here. Yeah. So hopefully tomorrow we have a, we have a guest and, you know, we'll try to get a couple of guys. We don't want to bug the guys too much on rest day. Cause try to get some quotes from them or see if they have any insight, if they yeah. want to tell us anything interesting, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to call Jimmy. I got to get Jimmy Lewis in here. Cause he's always fun to talk to. Yeah. We'll see when we get Jimmy on a little bit later in the rally and yep. you know, get things rolling. Yep. Johnny Campbell. I'd like to talk to him, see how his race is, you know, his look at the race is going. Yeah. And then our yep. special, special guest. That's right. It's very special. So tomorrow, rest day, Monday, January 9th, then stage nine, January 10th. And we're starting to head towards the empty quarter. Big Eastern province of Saudi Arabia. Big dunes, people. Going to the big boys. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. Yep. If I knew it was going to happen, I'd be better at chainslayer.com slash Dakar's. Dakar Fantasy Derby, where I am not very good. Yeah. But better today than a lot of other people. And you know what I like to do? Call out people I beat. Oh. On the show. This is call out time. All right. I beat Jesse again. And this isn't really about you. <laughs> How would you finish today? Uh, you got top 20? I got a top 20. I finished 20th today. Just my, my picks Jeez, didn't quite right pan on the out. Bubble. Right on yeah, the bubble. A top it, 20. It wasn't for Ross Branch. I kind of counted Ross out. And uh, it bit me a little bit. If it wasn't for Ross, I, I would have been I would have been a lot better. That's shame on you for counting Ross Branch out. That's what you get. I see Radek Burkat, who developed the software and is running the system, is still cheating, and he's an 18th. Yep. He's smart. He's, he's cheating the game system, but not enough to, like, win every day. I think he's trying as hard as he can. It's just, <laughs> it's just hard. Uh, the, I mean... The cool thing is he's, he sent us a screenshot that you can hit the compare button next to your, your name now, and it'll show you how you compare next to whoever you want to compare to. And he, him and Quinn were almost identical today. Yeah, we had nearly They the, probably nearly talked the on the phone. Picks. Right. Great minds think alike here. You got to traditionally, I mean, and, you know, fittingly, you got to keep scrolling to find me a little bit more. You got to keep going down. Kendall Norman. Is that Kendall? Kendall Norman? I think that's Kendall, yeah. He didn't put his last name on there? He's too cool for that? Kendall's been calling me every single day, and, and we just talk about, like, fantasy picks in the uh, in the evening and, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to do what. And, and we're both pretty obsessed with it at this point because it's it's like you, you, you got to get into the guys' heads, right? Like, what are they what are they going to do? What Listen do they to their quotes do? and yeah. find out who what they're going to do. Who wants to lead after rest day, right? Ooh, I don't know. Who's that guy who wants to go out after rest day? So for sure, like Toby Price, you know, mm-hmm. Benavides, these guys don't want to be 
they don't want to lead into stage nine. Yeah, right. So maybe they're going to hold back a little bit. Is Mason going to uncork it? Is Sanders going to uncork it? We all forgot about Ross Branch. I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling to find my finish, but I'm proud to announce that I'm in top 50 today. Good work, Jesse. Which to me is like a win. 49th place today. I'd like to call out, you know, all the people I beat, specifically my relatives, my brother, Jake. Bite that one, Jake. You're 59th. I almost beat you by 10 spots. Not very good for you. Oh, Wes. Wes can wax me on a motorcycle for sure, but not today in fake motorcycle riding. A lot of people from other countries that I don't know because I'm not good at countries. Uh, Scott Myers, love seeing that guy down there, man. I love seeing Scott Myers finishing behind me. That makes my morning. I don't need coffee. I could just beat Scott Myers at stuff every day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Scott Myers has created like three different avatars and he's in here <laughs> playing under alias names. For sure he so is. He I love try it. Try to win more prizes. Uh, I also love beating Kelly Vestal, who, if you know Chris Vestal, that duo up there in Colorado, is they're the brains behind Moto Minded. So I don't like, you know, beating my sponsors that much, but I don't mind beating Kelly Vestal because, you know, she deserves it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'll be by Sean Finley. Whatever, whatever it takes to feel good about yourself, Jesse, Sean Finley. You know who Sean Finley is? Yeah. Former team green three wheeler racer back in the day. He's a legend. You Google Sean Finley, three wheeling racing. You will get some YouTube videos that you do not want to miss or forget. They're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if you go to chainslayer.com slash Dakar, Still plenty of time to sign up. Still plenty of prizes we're giving away. It's 100% free. Yep. And, you know, we we did say that someone, we were going to give away some prizes to our overall oh, yeah. leader at rest day. So That's should right we, now. Uh, should we call out who our overall Yeah, let's is? check it out. It's this Owen guy. Owen. From a country called Jersey. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know who that is. <laughs> I don't know what and then, this is. And then, and then two Canadians. Right, One of them so is Radek Burkett, who is not, he cannot not get an award. For, so we're going to we're gonna have to drop down these standings a little bit. Yep. Also, all I, of you people from different countries are p- winning. We're going to have to figure out a way to get you prizes, which might be a challenge, but we will figure it out. We'll, uh, the world's small now. special discount codes or something, and you guys can we'll make work it, it out. We'll make it happen. Our sponsors are dedicated yes, to our are. annoyance. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting in tents, so it's, you know, not nice job. Not terrible. So just so everybody knows, if you look at your overall ranking, you're at least moving up, and you're not in the top 10, you're moving up two spots because Raddick and Quinn, they can't win prizes. And you don't have to worry about Jesse being in front of you. <laughs> I don't even know where I am overall. This is terrible. I think Jesse's made $5 so far. Dude, I'm in 154th. Who am I beating? That's all that matters. Good work, Jesse. 154th place. Huh, I'm beating Chris Vestal. <laughs> All right, so that's our that's our Dakar Derby fantasy Derby talk for today. Yep, log on. Good fun. Get on there. Chainslayer.com slash Dakar. Half a race to go in front of us, so you can you can yeah. join in. You should join in. Do battle. You can for sure beat Jesse at least at one stage. Well, if you think you can, join up. Put yeah. your put your fake money where your mouth is and try to beat me, and then you can call me out on social media. I don't care. I'm a big boy. I can take it. That's right. I dish it out. I better be able to take it. (laughs) 
All right. So we'll be back for a rest day show tomorrow. Yeah. Rest day show covering more details, strategy, No rest for us. No, we are not resting. We're dedicated until we get that garbage truck ride. Yeah. And you know, we've been talking and I I think we're going to try to keep this thing going throughout the rest of the year. Work on doing the World Championship Series at least uh, at least one one show for each uh, each round of the World Championship something yeah. like that. So most of the other races would be easier to do than this one. They're only like yeah. five days long instead of twenty thousand. Yeah, this <laughs> one's really long. We should have started the other way, but whatever, whatever. We'll, we'll keep it going. There's going to be a Go big scene. In. You and you heard Ross Branch call it out today. He said, "Hey, this is a World Series now. This is a championship. We're we got to keep preparing the bike for." the future of this year. So yep. happy, happy new year to Ross branch and the team. Good for you. Getting a stage win today. <laughs> I love it. All right. Bye everybody. Sounds good. We're out of here. Over and out. <laughs>